Have you ever wondered, is God interested in my everyday life situations? Well, yes, he is. He said he is even concerned about the sparrows and he takes care of them. And he said, how much more valuable are you? Well, join us today as we talk about our everyday life situations and see what God has to say about it. Hello, and welcome to Heaven's Point of View with BJ. We pray that you are blessed by today's program. And now, here's BJ. Lord, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. And Lord, I ask that you would give me wisdom in, in how I teach your word, that you would give me your words um, to speak. And I ask that you would help everyone that is listening today to have ears that will hear and that they would be um, encouraged to apply these principles to their life. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to go back and read your comments um, at the end of the program and give some more shout outs later. But we're going to go ahead and get right into our word for today. So my topic um, today is why. Why should we forgive? And, you know, <laughs> it may sound really simple. My first answer to this question of why should we forgive? Um, but it's the most important answer to this question. We forgive because God said so. <laughs> Suppose that. Because he said for us to forgive. So in his word, he says to forgive in Matthew um, 6, 15, he says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. This is when you are in a willful state of disobedience. When you willfully have said, you know, I refuse to forgive. I refuse to forgive that person. They did this to me. They don't deserve my forgiveness. I'm not forgiving them. And when we are in that place, we are in a place of willful disobedience. Now, when we are in a place of, God, I'm trying, I'm struggling with this. I am working on it. I want to forgive. I desire to forgive, but I'm just having a really hard time crucifying my flesh. That's when God's Holy Spirit comes in and works with us and is helping us to walk that walk because, um, Forgiveness is a journey. It is a daily step-by-step -step thing that we face, that we have to work with, um, work on, should I say. And as soon as it seems like you get over one hump, <laughs> you get a new one. <laughs> you know, you, you finally realize you got victory in forgiving this person and then something happens over here and you feel like, I'm starting from scratch. Um, but what actually happens is when we live a life of forgiveness, when we follow God's word and we forgive on a daily basis, it becomes a little bit easier each time that new situation arises 
because you remember the fact that God helped you forgive in this situation. So if God helped you over here, he absolutely is going to help you over here. And so I believe that as we go through life, we get different levels of challenges that are according to our growth in Christ. And so as we grow in Christ, learning to forgive the small things as children, we learn to forgive our, our sibling for punching us in the head <laughs> or pushing us off the bed or, you know, whatever that is. We learn how to forgive in these small ways. And then as we become older, not just as an, a person, but as a spiritual um, your spiritual life begins to get older, you learn how to forgive things that are bigger and, and harder and because you've grown into that. And I believe that the Holy Spirit, when we allow the Holy Spirit to be present in our life, where we have invited him to be a part of our life and have invited him to speak to us, then we allow him to work through us to forgive. Now, when I say invite the Holy Spirit into our life, what I mean by that is a lot of times the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to us and and give us direction. Um, let that go. Don't speak. Walk away. You know, there are, there are things that he's telling us to do and we shut him out because we don't want to hear it. We don't want to deal with it. We don't, we don't want that. So we have in essence said, Holy Spirit, I don't want to hear what you have to say. And you know what the Holy Spirit does? He backs off and he waits. He waits till you're ready to invite him to be a part of your situation, to be a part of your life. So when you invite him to become a part of that and you're willing to hear his voice when he says, no, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> and your flesh is rising up and your flesh is like, mm, but I just want to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> I just want to say this. And Holy Spirit's saying, no, this is not the time, nor is it the place. Back off. And when we allow the Holy Spirit that freedom to speak, he will speak more often and he will speak louder to where you know without a doubt that the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you in all of your situations. So it is really important. Number one, our number one reason why we should forgive is because God said for us to forgive. Why? Because it's for us. It's the best thing for us. And that's what God is trying to show us. He loves us so much that when he tells us to do something, it is for our good. It is not to hurt us. He is a much better father than any father on this earth. He loves us way more than anybody on this earth could possibly try to love us. And so when he gives us a command, it's because he loves us. And he knows that when we follow that command, that good things will follow that obedience. So what is the second thing 
that um, God has set for us. Um, uh, the, for that, let me see. For that, I want to read this. Psalm 130, 3 through 4. Okay. Psalm 133 through 4. Lord, if you kept an account of iniquities, who can stand? But with you, there is forgiveness so that you may be revered. I'm going to read that again. Lord, if you kept an account of our iniquities, who could stand? Could we stand if God did not forgive us? Could we stand? So our number two reason is because God forgave us. Because he forgave us is the reason why we should forgive others. So right here it says, Lord, if you kept account of our iniquities, who could stand? We couldn't stand. Because we sin against God so many times, so often, <laughs> in one day, <laughs> like continuously with our thoughts, with our mouth, uh, with our actions, with our attitudes. I mean, mercy, I'm telling you, we would be burnt to a crisp if God <laughs> would truly pour out judgment on us for what we do against him every single day. But it says, but with you, there is forgiveness. Why? So that he can be honored. His honors for his glory is for his purpose. And so he chooses to forgive us when we ask forgiveness. When we come to him and we ask God, Lord, I did it again. My mouth got away with me again. I was gossiping again. And I know I'm not supposed to say that. I know I wasn't supposed to do that. And here I go. My mouth, my tongue got away with me again. Lord, forgive me. And the Lord is right there to wash it away. He washes it away. But he expects us to come to him and to ask, right? So our second reason why we are to forgive is because the God that created the universe forgives us constantly, <laughs> all the time, when we absolutely do not deserve it. He forgives us. So when we're starting this, this series off in a very elementary way, and I wanted to set that foundation of why, um, why we forgive. Number one, because he said so. Number two, because he first forgave us. Because he sent his son and let him be nailed to a tree and shed his blood so that we could be free from our stupidity. I mean, to put it really blunt, so that we could be free from our stupidity. I mean, Come on, people. We are definitely sheep. <laughs> we, we, we will make the same mistake over and over again. One of my favorite videos that I have come across <laughs> is this sheep. I think I've posted it on, on my Facebook page before. The sheep was stuck in this gully in, 
it, this, it was like a deep um, ditch type thing, but it was real tight and he was stuck. And so the man who owned the sheep was in there and he's getting the sheep out of the thing. And the sheep finally jumps up out of the gully and it runs and it runs down and hops right back in. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. I do that all the time. It's like, as soon as I get free, the next thing I do is boom, I'm right back down in the same mess all over again. And guess what? God is right there to get me out of that ditch again. <laughs> and he forgives me again. And so he requires us to be like him. That is what we do. We strive to be like Christ. Now, can we love like Christ and forgive like Christ? Absolutely not. We are not capable of it. But when the Holy Spirit is a part of our life, we can tap into that power and he enables us to forgive and to love when we don't have the power to do so. Willpower is not there. I mean, you know, you can try all you want with your willpower, but I guarantee you the enemy can knock that down in a heartbeat. But when you're in Christ, let the devil come and knock Christ down. Come on. Let him come and try to do it. No, he can't. But when we get outside of Christ and we get ahead of him, what happens? The enemy's got free reign at us. He can reach us. He can get to us. So we want to remain in him and follow God's word on this. Number three, why should we forgive? Number three, because of our love for God. Um, God loves us so much that it's unbelievable. It just boggles my mind at how much he loves us and how much he forgave us. And because of what he has done for us, our love for him should want us to obey him. Now, before I get deep into that part of that, um, that I'm going to read this chapter and it's, it's a little bit of um, reading here. So I did not post it on here, but you can follow along in your Bible. I'm reading from uh, the Christian Standard Bible this morning. So this verse, see if I can get it up. Nope, wrong one. I'm reading from Psalm 103, verses 1 through 14. It says, my soul bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. David here is showing, I love, I love this God because of all of the benefits that he has given me. I love him. He says, why do I love him? He says, because he forgives all of your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. 
The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all those that are oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of remembering that we are dust. We forgive others because of that great love for us. God's great love for us. He, <laughs> he loved us so much that he allowed all these things. He forgives us of our iniquities. He heals our diseases. He gets us up out of the pit. <laughs> he crowns us with faithful love and compassion. I mean, it goes on and on and on. These are things, this, this is how we remember how it is so important for us to forgive. Because if we have a God that will love us like that, that will treat us like that, why would we not want to obey his word and love others as he loves us and forgive others as he has forgiven us? Our love is tested by our level of obedience. What is a true act of love? When we obey, even when we don't understand and when our flesh doesn't want to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling y'all, I feel the Holy Spirit today. <laughs> a true act of love is when we obey, when we don't understand, when we're hurt, when our feelings are damaged, when our flesh is mad and is ready to just come on let me tell you something now <laughs> okay when you get them fingernails going <laughs> girl <laughs> when you are upset this is when we tap into the holy spirit we allow the holy spirit to speak up on our behalf and say uh-uh mm -mm. just mm -mm. nope back off walk away <laughs> Or when you have that urge to give that juicy piece of gossip and your mouth wants to say, did you hear what they did? Mm -hmm. I tell you what, when you go there and you've been living a life of, of, of forgiveness and, and walking with the Holy Spirit and your mouth gets out of control like that, man, the Holy Spirit give you a whooping. I know because I, I, I have experienced it. <laughs> recently as a matter of fact i'm not going to go into those details but the holy spirit's right there to remind you um hello <laughs> you're getting away with it let's 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 bring it back so god's love is so great for us and of course we can't love like god but we strive to and if we truly truly love god then we will be obedient to his word. We will do what he's asked us to do out of pure love 
without questioning, because a lot of times we can question. I mean, we can question, but a lot of times we don't get any answers. <laughs> I mean, have you ever questioned your mom? <laughs> well, mom, why do I have to do that like that? <laughs> what did she say? Because I said so. <laughs> you know, that's, at least that's the generation I grew up in. I know nowadays, you know, it's like, let's get down on eye level and give them a full explanation of why they have to do this, and why they have to do that. And then give them the decision of whether they want to obey. No, you go do what I told you to do because I know it's good for you. And when you're older, you'll understand. And I'll explain some things, and you know, and that's what God does. He explains some things, some things he gives us that information of why he wants you to follow his word. And other times he says, just do it. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Just do it. Just follow my word and do what I say because you love me. And know that I love you more than you could possibly love me. And so if I love you more than you can love me, then you know that this is for your good, that I'm doing this for you so that you can have all the things that I desire for you to have. So who is our ultimate example in that act of obedience? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ in the garden, in the very darkest hour of his life here on earth, his words were, not my will but yours alone. Not my will, but yours. When he was about to face death for me, when he was about to face pain unimaginable for me, when he was about to pour out his love through his blood on a cross for me, he said to his father, not my will, but your will. Love and obedience go hand in hand. And when we allow our love for Christ and for God to grow in such a, um, a way that we can trust that if God's word says to forgive, then I have to follow that. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. It is a command in his word that he, there's no, there's no like, well, if you want to forgive, you know, go ahead. But, you know, it's probably a really good idea that, no, it doesn't say that. It says forgive as he has forgiven you, forgive others. And so we, as an act of love and obedience to God, without question, we say, yes, Lord. Now, is it easy? Nope. <laughs> it's not. It's not easy at all. And we're going to talk more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, it's, it's not easy. In matter of fact, anytime you have to crucify this, it's not easy. It's hard. It's very difficult. And so that's why we have the word. And that's why the word gives us examples. Was it easy for Christ in that moment in the Garden of Gethsemane? I don't think it was because I don't think he would have said that if it was easy. I don't think he would have sweated great drops of blood 
if it was easy. I don't think he would have gone back to his disciples and said, why are you not praying for me? I need you. I need prayer. I need someone to help lift me up in this moment. I don't think it was easy for Christ to do that. But his obedience to his father led him to the cross and he died and then rose again for us. Isn't that the beautiful end of that story? Because there was something good that came out of the end. There is something that came out of all that pain. There was something that came out of that obedience. And it was the hope for the world that we can go to heaven and we can be with God. All of that good stuff that came out of Christ dying on the cross, his act of obedience was for us. And so when we follow in that obedience, it's not nearly the level of what Christ walked, but the level of obedience that God has put in your life, when we act on that, when we follow that obedience and do what God said, because he said it, then we know that there is an abundance of good things, hope and joy and peace. Um, and who knows what else that God's got ahead for you just because you chose to forgive because God said to forgive. So love and obedience go hand in hand. And we want to love our God enough to do what he says. Amen. So I'm going to go over those points one more time. Number one, because he said so. We forgive because he said so. Number two, because he forgave us. Number two, because he forgave us. And number three, because of our love for God. Because of our love for God we forgive. I hope and pray that you were able to be encouraged, not feel condemned, not feel under a weight, but to be encouraged that, wow, you know, I can get through this situation in my life. You know, the Lord has called me to forgive some horrible acts in my life. You know, the person who molested me as a kid, the person who raped me as a teenager, the abusive husband, and numerous, numerous <laughs> people in between. I didn't do it for them, for sure. You know, I did it for God. I did it because he required it, because he asked me to do it. So I did what he said to do. And you know what came out of it? an abundance of joy, peace, a sound mind. And you know what he, else he did? Restored relationships, a love where there was no love. God did that and God can do the same thing for you. I hope you tune in next week for the next part of this series. We will be talking about what is it, what's in it for me. What's in it for me? So we're going to talk about that next week. All right. So make sure that you come back. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for 
your word. And Father, I thank you for your spirit. I felt you this morning, Lord, and I pray that those that are listening have felt your presence there where they are. Lord, I ask that you would send the Holy Spirit to their lives to help them to make that decision to follow your word, to do what you ask them to do because they love you and because you ask them to. And Lord, I thank you for the wonderful testimonies that are going to come out of um, this teaching of forgiveness and how relationships will be restored and joy will be restored and hope and peace and a sound mind will be restored after listening through this series. Lord, I ask that those that are listening that are dealing with financial issues, Lord, that you would meet their needs, that you would bring people to them to minister to them um, financially, Lord. Father, those that are ill and sick, uh, those that are in the hospital, the loved ones that have just been diagnosed with uh, cancer and, and heart diseases, children that are sick in the hospital, um, mental issues, Father God, mental disabilities, depression, um, mental illness, Lord, I ask that you would be the doctor in their lives, Father. And that you will perform whatever work needs to be done within their bodies, within their mind. Lord, I thank you that you are more than able and you are more than willing to touch those that are in need. Lord, I ask that you would go to them, those that are in need. Father, those that are dealing with emotional uh, problems right now, they're just, they're just struggling to get up and, and go to work and they're overwhelmed with the grief of the loss of, of their mom or their, their spouse, Lord God, I ask that you would comfort them today, that you would give them the strength to be able to get up and to do the things that they need to do. Lord, that you would surround them with peace and that you would surround them with joy. And Lord, I pray a special prayer for Brother Dale Lord, Brother Dale, has he has ministered to so many people, not just through television. That's just, that's just an, an added bonus. But he has ministered one-on-one -on -one with people on a daily basis and has made a huge impact in their life. And Lord, I ask that you would help him right now, that you will touch his body, that you will restore everything that the devil has tried to take from him. Lord, that you would strengthen his body stronger than it's ever been. That you would give him energy more than he's ever had. And Lord, that you would place a word in his mouth stronger than you have ever had in his mouth before. And that when you bring him up out of that sickbed, Lord, that he ministers more and reaches more than he ever did before. And that he can tear down the kingdom of hell with his mouth, Lord God. We thank you that you will loose that tongue to proclaim your word and do more damage to the enemy's camp than he has 
ever done in his entire life put together, Lord. We stand believing that you are going to do this in his life. And Lord, we start praising you right now. We thank you right now. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you're going to do it. And we're going to see it. We're going to hear the testimony. I can't wait to hear what he's got to say of what God did in his life. Father, you delivered him out of the hospital after three months of COVID. Lord, I know this is just a little thing for you. And Lord, we believe, we stand in faith, believing with him and his wife and his family members right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God is good all the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. You guys continue to pray for uh, Pastor Dale in that way. And I believe that the Lord is going to take care of that. And we are all going to get to hear. <laughs> we are all going to get to hear that testimony. That's going to be incredible. So thank you guys for watching and being with me today. I'm going thank you for joining us today. For more information about BJ Ministries, you can go to www.bjministries.com. We look forward to being with you again next week.